Hello, friend, and welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast, where you can create healthy habits that actually last by partnering with Jesus. And the cool thing about today's episode is we're going to talk about what it actually means to be vision driven. I just gave this talk this past week in my Greens and Grace Challenge, which for those of you who had listened to the last few episodes would have heard me promoting it. And this challenge is one of my favorite things to lead. It's an opportunity for people to get really clear on how powerful simple habits can be and how they can integrate their faith, their relationship with Jesus into creating healthy habits that last. And you might be thinking, oh, what? I didn't know there was a challenge. I missed it. No worries, because I actually have compiled all of the recordings from this challenge into a PDF. I show you step-by-step how to do this five-day experience on your own and still get the benefit of learning and implementing the things from that challenge. So you can take advantage of that by going to visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash greens experience. And by going there, you'll be able to get the PDF and everything and take advantage of that there. Otherwise, I am so excited for you to get to hear this talk from that challenge, whether or not you decide to do the PDF or not, and to hear my heart on what it really looks like to create endless motivation by being committed to who God has called you to be and what he's called you to do. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience. 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, Then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. I'm going to start this off by saying it's not actually a motivation issue when we can't get ourselves to either begin or start healthy habits or to be consistent with them. It's actually an identity issue. Most of the time, people focus too much on the what when it comes to health, focusing on the number on the scale, the clothing size, the pant size, the chronic disease or condition that maybe you're dealing with or that you are afraid you're going to get, the what, the actual habits, going to the gym, eating enough vegetables, drinking enough water. The thing is, people don't focus enough on the who and the why, and the who informs the why. If you are not clear on who you are, whose you are, and the value that you innately hold, it's just not going to make sense to set aside time for yourself to be well. And 
If you are not aware of your identity as a child of God, as someone who has a unique contribution to this world that no one else can bring, again, it's just not going to make sense to have a vision for your life, let alone a vision for your health. The thing is, there's a difference between being someone who wants to be healthy and someone who is healthy. True behavior change is identity change. You don't do the things you want to do or that someone tells you to do. You actually do according to your fundamental beliefs. If you believe that you are able to make some simple healthy changes, then you will. If you believe that you are someone who starts and doesn't finish, you're going to be someone who starts and doesn't finish. If you believe that you aren't a healthy person, then the unhealthy habits are the habits you're going to maintain. You might be holding beliefs that you're a yo-yo dieter, that you struggle with your weight, that you're weak-willed and you can't overcome cravings. You might feel like you have to make certain choices that are just inevitable when you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. These are, for some people, identity pieces. And the good news is they don't have to be. True behavior change is identity change. The goal is not to lose weight, but to become a healthy person, someone who makes choices that create healthy weight loss. The goal is not to eat more vegetables, but to become a person who enjoys cooking and eating vegetables. The goal is not to get to the gym more times, it's to become a person who exercises regularly, who enjoys working out, who has clarity on what workouts feel good to them and enable them to get the results they're looking for. This is the now, not yet principle. The truth is you are capable. You are a person who is living a healthy lifestyle. You can be, you can choose to be that. When the lie comes in that says, you've never stuck to anything, you are just bound to fail again, you're someone who is just not ever going to get to to the goals that you have for yourself, you get to respond and say, until now. In every single moment, we have an opportunity to reset. It's about becoming who you really are. Sometimes we have to say the until now piece multiple times a day. And Sometimes we need to find statements and beliefs that feel authentic to us. So sometimes we, you know, we're trying to say like, I am a healthy person. I am someone who works out. I am someone who makes healthy choices. But you're like, but I'm not. I literally don't do that. So you could say something like, I'm someone who's learning to enjoy cooking. I'm someone who's on a health journey. I don't fall off track because every mistake, everything that I do that's not an intention is actually just an opportunity to learn. I'm continually getting better at being a healthy lifestyle person. That can be true for you right now if you choose to believe that. And with clarity on who you are and your why, the what of healthy living actually makes sense. And our minds, they're very smart. We're not going to stick with something 
that isn't authentic to what we believe. So again, if you believe that you are someone who starts and doesn't finish, if you're someone who gets results but then just gains it all back or goes back to your old ways, that's what's going to be true for you. You must take time to take inventory of what you believe about who you are as it relates to your health habits and your choices and what's possible for your body. Speaking of choices, here's an exciting thing. It really does all come down to what you choose. You get to choose the perspective you have about yourself, about your life and your health. What you might not realize is that you've just fallen into a certain perspective that isn't serving you. It's not supporting you in creating healthy changes that last. It's not supporting you in having what you feel like needs to be motivation, but it's actually not that you need to become motivated. It's that you need to become a person who makes healthy choices. And right now you're a person who wants to get healthy, who feels, who believes they need motivation or inspiration or the next challenge, the next diet to actually get themselves to make those healthy choices. When really you need to find that compelling drive, that vision to get you going. So with that said, my encouragement to you is to get really clear on who you are and who it is that you've given your life to, which is Jesus. And to be able to get clarity on that enables you to understand why it makes sense to care for your body. When you truly understand your value and your purpose and what he's called you to, then you are enabled to be who he's called you to be by making choices in alignment with that. This is what it means to be vision-driven having clarity on your vision of who God's called you to be, if nothing else, your worth and your value, by having energy and vitality, by not being super fatigued, by not being, uh, you know, in pain, by not feeling like a slug because you haven't worked out or whatever things or lies that the enemy is trying to put on you. When we are making intentional choices to drink water, to consume healthy meals, to cook at home, to get to the gym, It changes the way we show up in the world. And it is not selfish to prioritize those things so that you can be the best person, be the the kind of person that God has created you to be, to be a more functional vessel of his love in this world. And so with that said, again, my encouragement to you is to really get clarity on the who And the why. And what that does is it then creates space, opens the door to create a vision for your health. So, an example of that would be all right, I understand that I am called to be a support and a partner to my husband. I realize that I am called to steward the precious lives of my boys, to bring them into the kingdom, to be and do all that God has called them to do. And I realize that God has placed a specific calling on my life that I am committed to. I am surrendered to his purpose and plan for my life. Therefore, that's my vision for my life. Therefore, I'm committed to having the energy and vitality to be and do that what God's called me to do. That means I want to reduce inflammation. I want to be rested. I want to be hydrated. I want to build muscle because I know that by building muscle, I'm reducing all cause risk of any kind of chronic disease or mortality. I'm increasing my longevity. 
I realize that it makes sense for me to cook at home so that I'm consuming nutrient-dense foods that fuel my body. What I'm communicating to you is are the, the habits, the ways of living that are aligned with the vision I have for my health, which supports the vision I have for my life. So how does this play out? I want to give you an example of how this can play out in a real world example. Let's just say hypothetically, you're someone who works at an office and today is Susan's birthday and Susan wants to go to the Cheesecake Factory to celebrate. So you get the notice, hey, we're all going to the Cheesecake Factory. We're going to go celebrate Susan for her birthday. Woo! And you're like, oh man. I did not plan to go to the Cheesecake Factory today. That is not in alignment with what I'm trying to do with these healthy habits. (laughs) And so reluctantly, you make your way to the Cheesecake Factory and you're just thinking to yourself, man, why doesn't Susan want to go to Salads R Us or Smoothies for me? I'm making up these names, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) And so you're just like, man, the Cheesecake Factory of all places, you get there and you see it the display of all the beautiful cheesecakes. And you just think, oh my goodness, there it is. The red velvet cheesecake, you want it. And you're like, no, I will resist. You get to your table, you open up that menu with a thousand different choices. And as you're looking at it, they bring out the warm bread. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. I want that bread so bad. And then before you know it, you've already eaten a whole loaf. And you're like, stink, (laughs) this was not the plan. And then as you're looking through the menu, you're like, well, I already messed up. I already ate a loaf of this bread they put in front of me. So I might as well just order this fried meal that I love and probably wouldn't order. But since I'm already off track, what the heck, let me just continue with that roll. And so then you eat that, you order the thing. And then at the end, you, and you consume it and everybody's like, all right, who's ready for cheesecake? And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And you're like, yes. Okay, fine. Whatever. I'm off the rails. I'm going to get the red velvet. Yes, please. One red velvet cheesecake slice, please. And you go to town. You're eating that red velvet cheesecake. You're like, oh my goodness, this tastes so good. And you finish it and you start feeling real crummy. You're feeling so bloated. You kind of sneakily unbutton your pants and you're doing the like pull the pants over your belly thing. And you're just like, oh my goodness. And then here's what happens. Three different things we usually do when we're in that place. First thing is we usually shame ourselves. So there you are sitting super uncomfortable and you're like, why did I do this again? What's wrong with me? This is so typical. I just last night, I said, I'm going to start eating cleaner. I'm going to eat healthier. And then here I am. I just can't control myself. I'm bound to struggle. There I go again. Oh my gosh. I'm just this, that, and all these negative things. Shame, shame, shame. That's the first way we usually respond to things like that. The second way is to blame. And so the blaming response is usually, ah, Susan. I mean, I'm glad she like had a birthday and we went out to celebrate her, but like, why the Cheesecake Factory? If she didn't want to go to the Cheesecake Factory, then this wouldn't be an issue. And if everybody wasn't so pressuring to go crazy and eat cheesecake, I could have probably said no, but I gave in and oh my gosh, it's, I'm so upset with all these other people and circumstances that forced me or made me feel like I had to do this, right? That's the blame mentality. First one was shame. Second one's blame. The third one we usually do is justify. 
It's like, well, you know, it's her birthday. It's whatever. I mean, what's another just indulgent meal, whatever. And you just kind of try to write it off, act like it's no big deal, which you feel like you're being authentic to because you know you made choices that don't, again, align with what you want for your life, what you want for your choices. So this shame, blame, justify is the usual way this goes. So let me tell you, what could it look like if in the same scenario, you were being vision driven? One scenario is you go to the Cheesecake Factory and you're like, yay, Susan, I'm going to enjoy this meal and celebrate you. And so you end up deciding to be really intentional in this process. The bread comes out and you're like, oh man, I love this bread. You have a couple bites. Tastes really great. No big deal. You don't feel like because you ate bread, you haven't identified bread as this bad, horrible food. You just acknowledge it as something you enjoy and you had a little bit and it's great. Then you open up the menu and you look and you're like, oh my gosh, my favorite dish is this fried thing. It's so good. And hey, it's fried. It's inflammatory. It it doesn't provide the best benefit to your body, but it's it's her birthday and you're out at a restaurant that you don't usually go to. So you order it and you eat half of it and then you save the rest for later and it's fine and you it was good. And then when it comes time for dessert, you got that red velvet cheesecake. Maybe you split it with someone. You're like, hey, so-and-so, you wanna split the red velvet cheesecake with me? They're like, yeah. And then when you split it in half, you still maybe only eat a little bit of it and you save the rest for later. So it's like you still got to consume all of the things you wanted to, but you did so in a way that was very intentional. That's one way you could do it. Another way you could do it is that you maybe don't have the bread because you're like, I know that when I eat bread, I've got a gluten sensitivity or I know I feel bloated, so I'm just not gonna eat it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good with that. And then when you go to the menu to order, they've got so many options. You picked a healthy thing and you, you know, you increase the protein, you increase the vegetables, you made sure that it was nutrient dense. And then when it came time for the cheesecake, maybe you said no altogether, or maybe you did the same thing as the first example I just gave, where you had just a little bit. Either of those are ways that you are making choices that are in alignment with the vision that you have for yourself. If the goal is to eat as clean as possible to reduce inflammation, but to still enjoy, you know, that, that kind of food, then that's what that could look like. Or let's just say you did go crazy. You (laughs) had the loaf of bread, you ate the whole fried dish and you ate the whole cheesecake and you're feeling really crummy. Here's what this could look like to again, be vision driven and to not just decide that you're the worst person in the world. You say, wow, that was really out of alignment with what I'm trying to create for my health and the choices I'm trying to make. I wonder what I can learn from this. Why, why did I make those choices? Was I super hungry? Was I stressed? Did I, am I being too strict with my diet? So I feel the need to indulge in these kinds of scenarios. All of those questions can yield answers that would allow you to make better choices moving forward. That doesn't mean that what you chose has to define you or to affirm some sort of lie that the enemy has been trying to convince you of or that you've been believing. It's an opportunity to learn and to grow. So friends, this is what I am talking about when I say living a vision-driven, healthy lifestyle. This is a topic that I'm going to continually speak to and reference. And it's also one of the pillars of my sustainable health transformation program. And my clients 
have been able to really shift their perspectives in a way that brings them into a place of freedom and confidence in making healthy choices and continuing to stay motivated, which really comes down to being committed to who they are in Christ and who it is he's calling them to be. With that said, friends, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I look forward to talking with you more next week about the second pillar of my program, which is being grace-fueled. So this first one here, the first pillar is being vision-driven. Stay tuned for next week if you're someone who shames yourself and that really resonated you from my talk today. Next week, we're talking about what it means to be grace-fueled. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. And if it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week.